what we do here is go back, 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 back. There's no rhyme or reason. I think it's because Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it and him and Sinbad battle at one point. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, most of the time, but wasn't on the recap with me, Andrew McDonald. Rock that recap with uh, Coach T. Um, You know, I wish you would have been there, but it was fun nonetheless. Uh, We got a big episode for you guys. A lot of content to get to. Before we do that, Andrew, how are you? Good Good to see you. Thanks. Good to see you, Andrew. Uh, Andrew's all right. I hate the Raiders again, so um, that didn't take long. But no, yeah, I uh, wasn't able to do the last one. It was cool hearing you and you and Coach um, chop it up. Um, outside of his alliance with sports teams, I thought he um, he brought some good content. He's a very knowledgeable individual. He's a coach. Makes sense. Knows the X's and the O's. I, I did want to ask you, and I forgot to because I called you yesterday and told you that I had listened and how great of a job um, <clears throat> that you did. But did he say that the football team or Washington beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, he did say that. That did not happen. <laughs> we beat them. <laughs> That's something where I would like rudely interrupt him and like get yeah. offended by. So it was probably best that I wasn't there. But but yeah, that was Marcus Allen, 80 yards to the crib, dude. You know, like what are we talking about? Anyways, yeah. I was just curious. It was something I forgot to ask you, but. It was cool listening to them, um, to, to him and you um, go back and forth. So thanks for rocking it. But yeah, excited for excited for this preview pod. And obviously, I hate the Raiders and uh, Sunday was terrible. But we're, you know, it's Thursday now. We're on. We're on to the Chiefs, which is fun. Um, nothing like a letdown game at home and then go play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That sounds fun and neat. Um, I'll actually be in Vegas um, for that first time for me going to Vegas. So at 10 a.m., I'll sit there and be disappointed and things will happen. But now I'm getting too far ahead of myself for the forecast. But how are you, Micah? How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing good, I guess. Obviously very upset about the loss. Even more upset that I won't be able to join you uh, in Vegas this weekend for your uh, belated birthday party. The knee, just not not uh, as far along as as we thought. Um, you know, the last minute um, details of of getting there exponentially grew uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking about a monetary side of things. See, I was reluctant to bring it up because then it just puts guilt on you that you're not going to be there. That's not the point of that. Um, because you and I talked, you're on the mend. We need you healthy. Okay, we need you to be 100. percent And that would not make you 100. percent A lot of a lot of moving and shaking not a lot of rest, things like that. So don't feel guilty. It's not your fault. Well, it's not your fault. You know, I, I would say it's I just I, I feel bad. It's not your fault. I'll do my best to it's not, not your feel fault. guilty like you're asking, but I do feel bad nonetheless. So uh, outside fault. of that, doing all right. So many mixed emotions going on with this team and whatnot. But here we are again, another uh, back end of a season meltdown that we are unfortunately having to cover so yeah well let's get into it then uh we want to talk about a couple key points um, that happened this week before we get to the preview so 
Um, I believe it was yesterday. Um, Raiders have inked up AJ Cole and Daniel Carlson to contract extensions. Don't really bust the walls open for uh, special teams, you know, new contracts, but it's definitely, those two have been very good for us. I would say over the last two years has been one of the, you know, bright spots, not, you know, bright spots of the team because that positioning group can be a little hit and miss for NFL. So having two young guys that, that do well, um, that, that do exceed in, you know, they're being rewarded for that. We don't have Marquette King just kicking it out of the end zone for no reason. Um, it's like, it's, they, you could tell they're very, very detailed, very, very good players um, for us and have been effective in the, um, really the, the field position, things like that. Carlson, obviously huge, some huge kicks Dallas as of recent. So, um, very well-deserved, good for them, um, and good for us. So there's that. Um, and also this is really just an appetizer, um, before the off season, because we're definitely going to dive into all this madness, but the Raiders do need a head coach interim. Rich Basaccia is, is doing fine. Um, I think people either, you know, some people get on him a little bit, but it's like, he's doing the best for how bad of a situation he rolled into. And we talked about it, letting Olsen and Gus Bradley kind of just stay in their lanes. Um, and I think he brings that leadership um, and accountability as far as a presence, you know, to the organization. And we're fortunate that he's been able to do that. But that being said, we're going to need to uh, get a new head coach. So two names that have been linked as of recent, Dabo Sweeney, who was in attendance at the Raider game um, on Sunday, and uh, John Jim Harbaugh, sorry, John's his brother in Baltimore, um, Jim Harbaugh current coach um, at Michigan. They just won the Big Ten conference title. So two big names. Everyone knows Jim from his coaching days in um, San Francisco. So what are your thoughts just in general um, on those two names getting floated? Obviously, there's going to be a lot of one-off names that get tied, so we're not going to act as if everyone is that, that serious. But it's two very interesting college coaching candidates. So thoughts on that, my friend. Yeah, well, it's it's obviously very interesting. Touching on each coach individually, I think if there was one thing I would like about Harbaugh coming in is I thought that when he was with the Niners, he did very well at adapting his offense for what he had to work with, um, i.e. Colin Kaepernick, um, and kind of was able to tune in to Kaepernick's skills and be able to work with that. So I think he is someone who can kind of adapt his things around, you know, who who his players are and stuff like that. Gruden very much so was like, this is what we're doing. We're going to get people that work with this. No if and buts about it. You either fit it or you don't. I think on the Dabo side of things, Dabo comes in as a head coach. I mean, they might make a push to get Deshaun Jackson. I don't know. That might that might be something that was, you know, could potentially come in. Deshaun Watson. We have Deshaun You're Jackson. Right. You're right. But we, we have get Deshaun both. Jackson. Yep. To re-sign Deshaun Jackson is what you're saying. <laughs> we might, because of Dabo, we might re-sign Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're fine now. That's that's perfectly okay. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, maybe we go after him. Uh, maybe it's a package deal. Who knows? I would say on the flip side of um, not bringing either one of those guys in, feel like it would be better if the Raiders tried to go like newer type of uh, young guy for uh, the new kind of NFL that we're seeing and whatnot. Someone who's more aggressive, more progressive in the terms of how the NFL is kind of shaping up and whatnot. So not to say that those old guys wouldn't wouldn't work well, you know, but I feel like the Raiders need to do something different and trying to get out ahead of, you know, maybe get one of get one of these, you know, up and coming guys that kind of, you know, their names start to pop up, whether it's like uh, I think you mentioned before Matt Campbell 
uh, it, you know, was linked to Jet's job before Sala got it. You know, I, maybe they even try to go after the enemy. You know, he's not necessarily a younger guy, but he's had head coaching talks. Uh, and but he is the enemy. He is the enemy. The enemy. The enemy. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, there's so many things out there. So many uh, you know ways you can look at it. Places you can go. You know, it's obviously not something that's at the forefront right now as far as the team is concerned but will need to be addressed obviously in the off season so i like the idea of harbaugh possibly of Dabo, but it's just interesting situation all the way around so mm-hmm. yeah it's it is and it's going to be a fascinating development you know af- after the year you know kind of once we get into um pre-draft but i i agree with you um i think on both sides like you look at harbaugh with his nfl experience i think you're like okay well he has one he has seen success in the NFL. He went, he was in college, he was at Stanford and then went to the Niners and then back to Michigan. So he's done, um, he's done both. He's been successful. He is a very, there is a, there is some Gruden to him um, as it relates to like the accountability leadership aspect or his style, I guess. From what I've heard, it sounds like he is more of a player's coach than Gruden is, you know, just like he will adapt to players and Gruden was pretty hard and fast on this is what it is, you know? And so I think there's that, you think of the culture, you think of the style that they bring, um, but he is a proven winner and obviously has had some tough times at Michigan, but turn that around. So I, I would be, I would be more interested in, in Harbaugh than, than Sweeney or yeah, Dabo, than Dabo. But I don't know, man, maybe I'm just sour or maybe I'm looking at Clemson's terrible season this year. I don't know how he would fit. I don't know how he would translate to the NFL. He's a very rah-rah guy. I don't know if that's going to translate to professional players, even though it has in the past with different coaches. But it's like, I don't know how he would fit with us. And I, honestly, I wouldn't be a fan if I'm going to be straight up. I, and I also don't know anything about him. So I'm like, I'm going to have this really hard opinion. But I just, it doesn't yeah, sound, it doesn't sound like that's what we need right now. Um, I've been wrong. More than I've been right, I would imagine, in life. Um, but I could be wrong about that. So we'll see. Some guys are a lot better at hyping up 19 and 20-year-olds um, in mm-hmm. college than, you know, really getting them behind them. Um, then, you know, you're talking 22 to 32-year-old men, you know. it's Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'd put a lot of emphasis on that. I, I guess I've always wondered. So you have the the college coaches that are, are the face of the program, but their assistants, you know, their coordinators – there are certain guys that it's like, okay, you know that Harbaugh is calling the plays, right? Or it's like, you know, the, these certain guys that are controlling the offense or control the defense, depending on which side they fall. I don't know what Dabo does. Like, I don't know if he's more offensive oriented and I can do obviously more research on this, but um, he's lost both of his coordinators. Um, the last one just took a job at uh, Oklahoma. So that was a D coordinator, but I, I just don't know what his strength is. And outside of maybe he's just a very good leader and a very good people person to, you know, attract the uh, the players the recruits things like that so i don't know i think i just don't know as much about Dabo as um, the coach itself and how it w- would affect the raiders compared to harbaugh just maybe because of the the success i saw in san francisco right down the road you know so i i definitely would be interested in harbaugh i'll do my research on Dabo, but i wasn't very stoked about that that sounded like uh, it, but it sounded like a raiders move you know it's like it sounded like a, a mark davis move like let's bring in this 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 southern happy guy and then hey the Raiders are fine you know it's like I kind of want that I still want to be the Raiders I want to be bringing Harbaugh you bring in that grittiness that that all the Raider that Al Davis years you know those types that I I like that about Gruden out but sometimes it just didn't work so yeah anyways we'll get into it but um just some noteworthy topics that came about this week so 
Before we get into the preview, tell the people what who this episode is sponsored by. Yeah, absolutely. As always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So week 14, Raiders are traveling to Kansas City, play the Chiefs at Arrowhead, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning for all you West Coasters. Um, Currently, the line right now is Kansas City minus nine and a half, which is fair, (laughs) Um, over under at 48. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to look at this uh, a little bit differently than than the past of our previews because we know the Chiefs well. Everyone knows the Chiefs pretty well. We've already previewed this game, that being a divisional game. So we're just going to really give our thoughts on the matchup overall and and really – I think there's a lot more to it than the X's and O's, but um, if you look at um, last year when the Raiders played um, the Chiefs at Arrowhead, where you predicted a very high score and a Raiders win, and it was that, so props to you. These are two different teams. I mean, just as far as like the the numbers are showing and where the offenses are going, so it, it's definitely a different matchup in that way, but hoping it doesn't go like the, what was it, 41-42-17 thromping Sunday night football, so... What are your thoughts on the game overall? Um, we're not going to do offense, defense. Just We're just going to give it to you and try to somehow find hope during this matchup. Yeah, I mean, at this point in the year going into this game, it's very grim from what we've seen really since we played them last. The crazy thing is, is that there is still hope within this division, but it doesn't even feel like that. It doesn't feel like there's any hope at all when you look at you know, where the Chiefs are kind of trending towards. They've been playing better and getting better, uh, you know, and we've been playing worse and getting worse. So I think going into this, man, I think it's, you know, we've always talked about how wonky division games can be. I've always talked about how wonky division games can be. Uh, Wonky has turned into a very common word in my vocabulary on this podcast, but it very well could be a close, like low mid-scoring game, or we could get absolutely throttled once again. You could think one thing and, you know, it goes completely the opposite way. As you said, last year, we previewed this game. I was pretty dang spot on on what I thought was going to happen. Wasn't even close when I pre- when we previewed it last time on, uh, you know, what I thought was going to happen. So. I think that's that's been your best one of all time. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it was it was obviously Raiders Chiefs, a little outlandish that we were going to keep up with them. And we did at Arrowhead. I think that was fantastic. So carry on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I think that if, if we're going to try to find... We're going to try to find some hope in this game. It's 
going to be the fact that Patrick Mahomes has not thrown a touchdown in the past three weeks since he's played the Raiders. And he's thrown two interceptions since that time as well. They played the Cowboys. They played who they play last week. Uh, Broncos. The Broncos last week, and they had a bye. They had a defensive touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and like 12 field goals against the Broncos. Um, they had two rushing touchdowns and a handful of field goals against the Cowboys. Both they won, um, I believe it was 19, 19 to 9, something like that, um, mm-hmm. against, the, against the Cowboys. Broncos game was pretty – or Broncos was like 22 to 9 or something. Anyways, that being said – the problem that the Chiefs have had in the beginning of the year was their defense, and their defense in the last two games that they played have been able to keep tabs on, you know, a Dak Prescott offense that was high and flying. You know, they obviously put up a lot of points against us. We were just able to put up more, <laughs> and you know, a Broncos team that's been whatever, but has shown that they can put up points at times. So, um, the defense seems like it's starting for them is starting to kind of clamp back down and help them win these games. But Patrick Mahomes has been as off as he's ever been. Um, these last few games, ever since he throttled us for a million touchdowns, maybe he just got all of his touchdowns out of the so. way in our game. It's like uh, there's times like in baseball during the Giants season where they'll put up like 17 runs <laughs> in one game and then like score like four runs across like the next five games. And I'm like, why don't you just spread the runs <laughs> out to help us get some wins? <laughs> well, to to back that point too, it's because it's so true. The two games before they played us on whatever week it was in week 10 um he had one touchdown against the packers and the week before that one touchdown against the giants and then five against the raiders then Zero two six. games yeah and two games he hasn't done a touchdown he's just like he's just waiting he's just like i'm, I'm ready i'm ready to yeah. run. he wants to let it all loose against the raiders apparently so we'll see we'll see what this defense is able to do you know one thing that you pointed out in our washington preview was that the raiders have been able to play well against the run and outside of that Joe Mixon game, you know, they've been able to kind of clamp down. And even though teams have kind of tried to chunk apart, they've been playing well at holding them. So if we can get a bad Patrick Mahomes game, you know, like he has been playing the last few games, which stop me if you've heard this one before, but he's due. <laughs> he's due for a good game. And, you know, it's the Raiders that he's playing next. So there's little hope in this game, to be honest with you. But I, I think the hope that I have is, just purely that it's going to be a wonky game because it's division Raiders chiefs has always been, uh, you know, wonky where they're kind of neck and neck or the chiefs just blow us out. So I'm hoping that we can stay with it. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this offense can kind of bounce back. I'm hoping that Derek Carr can start seeing these open guys that, uh, you know, the Deshaun Watson's on the over routes. He misses a Jones. Gosh dang it! Why do I keep mixing them up? Okay. Jackson, <laughs> this, is, this is rough, man. It's like it doesn't matter. You just invert it. Yeah. Talking about. I'm just gonna call them the other. No, name. it's all good. It's all good. I have those. I have those names too. Uh, Deshaun Jackson on the over route Got that it. I missed. That was a touchdown. So funny thing about that too. Reverting back to this, and I didn't get to touch on it. He misses Deshaun on that over route. Um, which it, there's a good chance it was a touchdown. If not, you know, it's obviously a huge gain. The play after that, Josh Jacobs got hurt, and the play right after that, Kenyon Drake broke his ankle. Um, so it's one of those things that you look at, you're like, well, if he hits Deshaun and we score a touchdown, both of our running backs are still healthy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's just nitpicking things. Yeah. Um, you know, the pass that he threw to this is just turning into a recapping. And the pass that he threw to Foster Moreau that got tipped when he was in the end zone, Zay Jones was wide open on the opposite same mm-hmm. route. So 
if we can take advantage of those kind of plays and, you know, Carr can play up to par with how he played last year in Kansas City because he, he balled out and that was the, the game that we got a W on. But um, we're going to need that. We're going to need, you know, Patrick Mahomes to continue on this trend that he's been on since he played us last. And we really just kind of need Carr to pull his head out of his ass when it comes to these these passes that he's missing and overthrowing. I think Darius made a good point. You know, it's hard when that interior offensive line is getting blown up a little bit and you're getting pass rush. That's obviously where the weaker part of our line is, is on the interior um, with the young guys playing in those spots. So maybe it was a little bit more of, you know, him just feeling like he didn't have the time to see those reads, whatever it was. But, you know, I think they need to do something different on the offensive line, somehow mix some things up. Um, I feel like when Illuminor got put in there, uh, he was able to, you know, get some things done. So maybe give him another shot. I don't know. Be hard to sit there and bench Alex Leatherwood at this point. But yeah, I just think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be one of those things we're going to have to go in there and just, uh, you know, go out there and dogfight for all four quarters. And, and hopefully we can, um, you know, take advantage of uh, any type of missteps they put out there for us because they don't put out a whole lot. And if we can't take advantage of it, you know, we had, there's two interceptions we should have had last time we played them. Both of them ended up resulting in a touchdown for the Chiefs. So, you know, we saw what happens when we can't take advantage of, of their issues. We have so, we just have such a little window for the amount of issues that we cause and, you know, the little amount of issues that they tend to come across that we need to take advantage of every little thing that we can. So if we can stop the run a little, you know, play as well if we, as we have played against the run, take advantage of the the missteps that Mahomes has been having lately and, and hopefully can have against us, then we might be able to squeak away with a win, but it's going to be interesting. It will be. Um, I don't know, man. Like this, it, the, I guess this kind of feels, the best way I could put it, this feels a lot like the going into Dallas for Thanksgiving when, you know, once we were 500, we were five and five at the time. And just like, I don't know how we're going to come out of here with a dub because of this letdown that we just had, because of the the streak or the trajectory, whatever. It's like just the worst thing, you know what I'm saying? Because like the whole circumstance, if you just look at the year, like everything the Raiders have been and the Chiefs haven't been the Chiefs. And it's like, there's it, it's there's just no way we can, like we just can't get out of our own way constantly, constantly. Even when it's like, no, 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 we're going to give you everything. You're going to have all this, this stuff, but you guys are going to rally. You're going to have you lose your head coach, Henry Rugg stuff, whatever. And the chiefs are going to be bad or not as good. And we're like, you sure? And you're like, they're like, yeah, I promise. So you guys are gonna be fine. Like, well, Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. We're going to lose to the giants, the bears, the Washington football team. And they're like, no, 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 that's not what we're saying at all. And you're like, well, that's what we're going to do. So. No, you're good. Um, you looking at it too, you know, we gave away the giants game, gave away the, the Washington football game. Um, if we don't, we're eight and four leading the division. You know what I mean? And this is a whole different ball the game. The Bears. This game. We lost the Bears, yeah, the Bears at too. home. The Bears. So you're looking at those, it's like just those two times where we literally shot ourselves in the foot. It just is a whole is a whole different year for us, a whole different, you know, state of mind where we're at going into this game. So yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're good. I mean, I just I don't know, man. I don't know how to I don't know how to get behind the team. Right now, as you can tell, there's so many things that that you could pick apart. And, and I know that and that's kind of what Twitter is. Twitter is like the guy that shows up to film, you know, and just like watches one play and like, I got it, you know, and just walks away. It's like that's what it, and, and I get the missed throw like the 
the mist reads, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's not there, but there's so much more depth to why he didn't get there or why he did, you know, in, in comparison. So it's like, we always remember playing baseball or I guess any, any sport is like, we'll, we'll take the physical errors. That's fine. That happens. The mental errors is what you can do. Right. So with Carr, I'm just wondering what I'm not defending him. I'm just wondering like, what was his, cause there's, okay, here's the play. It's schemed up for this one play, right. For this one person, whatever. That's your first read goes to that first read, make sure the blocking protection is there, et cetera. And the variables are interior pressure. Like you mentioned, everyone be on the same page with knowing what routes to run the route actually opening up. If it's not there, okay, where do we move off? Whatever. There's just so many different ways to be like, dude, he was there and you missed him, you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's always the case. Do I think that there's some kind of timidness, you know, sometimes like, like your, uh, you know, coach D said, like some of that pressure that makes him rush and say, I'm just not going to make the, a bad mistake. And I'd rather just check it down or throw it away or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. But that's we're going to go into the Derek Carr 360 at the end of the year and just try to figure out the future of the Raiders. But also is fascinating being a Raiders fan and and seeing Carr for these eight years is really the transformation of Carr to where you saw the players, um, the quarterbacks over the years that you're like, man, high ceiling, low floor. You know, it's like you don't know what you're going to get from them. And and Carr was never that. Carr was always like, we know we're going to get from him. And sure, he doesn't take as many shots and different things, whatever, right? It's like he was always kind of that steady Eddie and we we could feel secure that he's not just going to cost us the game. But man, we wish he took more chances. It's kind of flipped, dude. Like, and I know the whole stat about over 300 yards, we're undefeated, whatever. But it's not even that. It's like, we don't know which car we're going to get each week. And that's wild to me. And so I don't know. I don't know what car. Are we going to get the car that goes into Dallas? Are we going to get the car that you know, plays a little scared. And and I'm not trying to say that as like a, whatever, a troll or, but you can just tell, you can just tell when he's in it and when he's not. And I don't know what the reason is behind that. So um, the reason I'm spending so much time on that is because it's, he's, he's our offense. Unfortunately, we can't get the running game going. Um, and if our offense is going, we're getting guys like Hunter Renfro, who is amazing. He, he's Hunter Renfro because of car. Sorry. Like Zay Jones, Deshaun Jackson, Brian Edwards, Foster Moreau, who knows about Waller, right? It's like those guys get going because of Carr, not because if they were just exceptional, you would know. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were just, you know, wide receiver one and Calvin Johnson, we would know. And it wouldn't be Carr that inhibits them. Those guys aren't. And so that's why, unfortunately, it all rides on him. And he's he's kind of the, you know, the grease that gets the wheels going. I don't know. That's not even a term. Something about grease and wheels. Now the squeaky one gets the oil. I don't know. Anyways, it's cars, the guy and it, and it's on him. And when that, when there's some hesitancy or, you know, inconsistency or just, you don't know what you're going to get from them. We don't have enough dudes. We don't have this top five defense. We have a, a, a solid defense. That's all we've ever wanted. And now it's like, well, could you just be better? Maybe what about like pick sixes? Can we do that? It's like, it, you always like ask for what you don't have, you know? So it's like, we're like, we just don't want to be ranked 30th. And they're like, all right, cool. And they're like, no, no, no. We actually want you to be better because our offense sucks. How's 25? Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. All right. I'm going to slow down. My my brain is it, – it's just because I I get so flustered when I just don't know, you know, when I don't when I don't know, you know, when I'm just unsure about what, what we even do. So if you just took the game for what it is, which is what we're supposed to be doing, mostly me, Chiefs offense has problems. Um, you can tell Mahomes is 100%. I think we all know that, whether he says it or not. 
they're not functioning outside of that big game against, I think they were the Vegas Raiders. Yep, it was the Vegas Raiders three weeks ago. Outside of that game, they haven't been good. So I think you're like, okay, well, there's some there's some room there. They don't have this stellar rushing attack. Like you talked about, we've been good against the run. So it comes down to comes down to our offense. We don't know about Waller. Jacobs has been playing. Um, I think he missed one or two games, but he has been playing, but he's been banged up. Kenyon Drake's out, as you mentioned, and everyone saw on Sunday. So we're strapped, dude. And it's just going to be one of those games that we just got to we just got to send it, you know, we just got to go in there and just play. Like we got nothing to lose because we've already lost it. Honestly, <laughs> like we've kind of just already spoiled our chances of, of holding the AFC West crown. And there's still some season left to get around it. And I think you look at that chief's defense though. It's kind of been, they flip flopped a little bit and, and actually been um, a lot better over the last probably four or five weeks. If you think about it, that's been the difference from the, them winning these games. They're not eight and four. What are they? Seven, four, eight and four. Seven and, seven and four seven and four they're not seven and four without that defense and that's something you never say about the chiefs but it's because of the unreliability of the offense so if you look at the raiders did you see the stat actually it was and i'm going to butcher it when the raiders defense allows like x number do you, do you see it less than 20 points that one it was either points or yards but it, but it might have been points 20 points or less because there's a stat there's a stat that they keep out there of how well quarterbacks do mm-hmm. when they have when when their defense holds them the opponents to less than 20 points or 20 points and less. Yeah. It's like the Raiders are winless when the defense holds the other team to less than 20 points. Oh, that wasn't it, but Okay. So okay, it, so it's, maybe it's, it's yards then. I think it's yards. So it's either it's yard anyway, it's like less than 250 were winless and then more than 350 were it were like 6 and 2. It's like the weirdest stat. It's like the inverse, you know. It's just nothing. We're not working in sync. Like our, our both sides of the, of the ball just can't help the other one. And even when one helps the other one, the other one can't help itself. So regardless, it's it's a good Chiefs team. They're always well-prepared. They know the Raiders pretty well. And I think we're just sputtering right now. I get the nine and a half points. If we're going to do anything, we have to be able to run the ball. It just has to happen. And it's not run the ball for 250 yards. That'd be great. It's run the, can you run the ball if you need to? You know, can can we get out of this stupid telegraphed stuff that we always do? Everyone knows when we're running the ball. Sorry. The reason that we have some good scheme and some good design on the on the passing plays is because that's our strength. So we're going to spend more time to say, hey, we have to get creative. We're going to pass the majority of the time. When it's a run, it's like there's no creativity. There's no, hey, we need to be effective here. We need to use some motion. We need to get out into this set, get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like shift some guys around. There's, there's, it's just like second and five. Of course we're running it. It's like, dude, like, I don't know. It's just, there's no creativity. And if you don't have talent, right. So if you have no Kenyon drink, if you have drink Drake, if you have no, like Josh Jacobs is banged up. I mean, a Kenyon drink. I buy you a drink. Whoa. Sorry. If you have no Drake and Jacobs is banged up and you have no Ingold, which has been huge, dude. And you talked about that too. Like that has been, I think everyone knows the like, oh, Ingold's good. He hurdles people and stuff. That is a critical part of our rushing like success over the years, over the last two or three years that we've had him. So if you have none of that, you have to be creative. Your strategy, your scheme, everything has to be as, as detailed right? It has to be as detailed as our offense or as our passing plays. And so, sorry, Kyle Shanahan, it doesn't matter who his running back is. Like, and, and also I'm not expecting Olsen to just be Kyle Shanahan, but it's like, 
could we try? Right? Could we? Could Shows we you it's possible, you know? It's just, it's just <laughs> like possible. it's something that could happen. <laughs> yeah. And this ties into the whole, like, you know, I, I have to speak my mind here, but I'm also going to put it out there. I don't watch all the film, every play, whatever. I don't spend hours doing that. I have other things in life I need to focus on. But I can just share with you my opinion, and it just does not seem that since Gruden's been gone, we really have a plan. It doesn't seem that way. And I even look at the, you have to look the good with the bad. You can't say, well, when it's bad, we have no plan. When it's good, we did. It's like, I don't even look at the Cowboys game as that we had a plan. I just think that we took advantage of some matchups and we exploited them. We exploited them on those pass interference calls. We exploited them on the deep shot to, you know, whatever. And Carr's fine in that he can run the the running gun, you know, kind of like shotgun and we're going to do quick passes, whatever. But that's not, it's still, there's no Gruden. The one thing I will say about Gruden is that he always took certain plays and he always took certain like times when we've been beat and incorporate into his offense, copycat league, he's always taken those and set plays up. He's saying, we're running this play, and it's really for some another play. You know what I'm saying? And that sounds like waste, right? But if you can run this play and get four yards and you get 70 on that one, worth it. It doesn't seem like that's the case. So that's a little nitpicky thing and that I, I could be completely off on, but that's just what it seems to me. So It's like... You know, they they say, you know, people do that in pool. They People do that in chess. You know, they're thinking multiple moves ahead. If I move this piece here, the right move from the opposite end would be to move there, which is going to set up this thing. You know, it's like thinking ahead, thinking of not just like, this is the down and distance. What would be the right play for this one situation? It's like, no, if we do this, if we get these yards, it's going to set up that if if all goes well type of thing, as opposed to yeah. just like, what's going to work right now here in this one play? Exactly. And think about it, right? So now I'm going in. If you took, right, if you took one team, right, and you have a bunch of dudes, right, that are just, hey, all we got to do is go to them and we're fine. That removes the strategic scheme, whatever, about it and just say, hey, we just got to make sure we have enough time to get it to Calvin Johnson, right? Or name name the person, D-Hop, or just give it to Derrick Henry because he's going to just throw people through the roof, you know? If you don't have that, you have to be smart. <laughs> and and then so and then and now think about pre-snap because you'd be like, oh, that was a good play. Well, why was it a good play? If you're choosing to play, you don't know the result. Fair. You don't know what's going to happen. So that's uncontrollable. What's controllable is the chaos that you can create. I know if we motion here, we get our coverage, whether it's zone or man, right? We get this person on that person or whatever, right? You, it's like, how do we cause chaos pre-snap? Because regardless, the play is going to, it's not determined pre-snap, but what you can control is is the position you put the defense in and how you set them up. Because last time they ran that motion, they did this. So that gets the safety to cheat up just a hair more. And so instead of just running that, we're going to motion Renfro out and we're going to hit him on that quick out. It's we're going to motion Renfro out the safety vice and he wheels it up the side. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, there has to be some kind of thought there around if we don't have the dudes, cause we don't Hunter Renfro is not a dude. Sorry. Waller is. And if he's healthy, he, he's getting double teamed and sometimes he doesn't have it. Right. Okay. Edwards. No. Zay Jones. No. Deshaun Jackson. It's he's, he's just the salt on top. Right. It's just like he sprinkles in where he can. He's not a, he's, he's just a deep threat. 
So we don't have any premier guys. Jacobs isn't good out of the backfield. He's fine. He can catch it sometimes. He's shifty, but he's not, he's not a game breaker. He's not Kamara. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. So now what? We don't have dudes. Okay. And we don't scheme it. We don't cause chaos. And I used to rip on Gruden for his first 20, his first 20 plays. It's like, man, after the first 20, <laughs> it's like, good luck. But man, he had a first 20. <laughs> and if you look at our first drives, first two or three drives, we, it's like we're putting points on the board. I didn't plan on doing getting that far into it, but. This is what we needed. This is this is the preview that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yeah. We just said we're going to talk about it, and which means I'm just going to lose my mind. But I just, I, I'm starting to lose, I guess, hope in who DC is. Because I've always been realistic around his limitations and what he brings. I feel like I've been very, whatever. He talks a good game. He says all the right things. I just don't know if he's, if he's the guy to, to mix things up, to get in someone's face, to just say, to spend the amount of time necessary to prepare and, and take over the offense, you know? So I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's something that's a concern and that's going to make for a fast, I mean, good for us. Cause we're gonna have a lot of content over the off season. So um, like subscribe, rate review, um, rate shake podcast, but we'll see, man, this game is just going to be, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be telling on, and I feel like that's every week though. It's like, well, we'll see the Raiders are going to actually give it a shot this year. And then they went to Dallas and won and we're like, yeah, heck yeah. You know, playoffs, not draft. And now they lose to the football team. We're like, so what draft slot are we in? So if we keep losing, you know, so it's just frustrating, dude. It's just like, even the wins aren't fun. You know, now I'm just playing victim right now. I'm just saying, poor me. I'm a Raiders fan, you know, but it's just a really frustrating team. The positives I will tell you is the defense is inspiring. And I think they have, so baseball reference for the Giants, right? San Francisco Giants signed a lot of guys on some one-year deals last year, um, took a flyers on guys coming off injury, what have you. They got the most out of those players and they won a record number of games, 107 wins, made it to the playoffs. We don't have to talk about what happened in the playoffs, but I feel like that's what we've done on the defense um, with think of Perriman, think of Ngakwe, who wasn't very marketed. He wasn't highly marketed um, in the free agency. And so when we signed him, they're like, yeah, we'll get a speed speed rusher in uh, Ngakwe. It's like, well, he's actually proven to be a lot more than that. It's like, great. Hit on Nate Hobbs. Great. Move Abram into the right role. Great. You know, like Trayvon Morig, you're a rookie. We're going to put everything on your plate. That defense is actually promising and something I've been optimistic about. And I always go negative, but it's like, that's, if they got rid of Gus Bradley, I'd be really upset because as much as his scheme frustrates me with lack of aggression, you know, right. It's like, okay, we can't just play soft, soft, soft. And then here's this chaotic blitz. It's like, sure. I'd like a little bit more balance, but I think he's done a fantastic job. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stop talking. Spoiler alert. We got to bring in a new head coach. So there's a chance that the house gets cleaned, unfortunately. But no, I know. And that's, we'll <laughs> I really just hope that doesn't happen. So I think, if we're going to win, the defense is going to have to hold on and DC's got to show up. So anything outside of that, you can't guarantee or you can't put your thumb on. Like, I don't know if even if Jacobs is healthy, I don't know what he's going to go. You know, I don't know what he's going to go for. So our offensive line shake, it's just, it's frustrating, but I could talk about this for a couple more hours. So I'm going to stop. Let's get into some predictions. As mentioned at the top here, uh, Raiders are nine and a half point dogs going into Arrowhead. What is your prediction, Micah? Well, you know, uh, there's been a lot of pessimism on this 
on this podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to continue with the pessimism in this. I, I don't think the Raiders are able to pull out a win here. I will tell you a big reason I am I am doing this is because I did not predict us to beat Dallas, and we went in and beat Dallas. So maybe I'll get some uh, reverse psychology going on with this game too. But I think that the Raiders go in. I think the Chiefs beat them 28-21. Um, the Raiders are going to cover. Uh, they're going to put up some points. They're going to be on the upside of this roller coaster we're seeing with the offense, you know, get back into uh, a swing of semi-consistency of putting up some points. Yeah. All in all, I think we get a, we get an L here. Sorry. What was your score again? 28, 21. I think the chiefs cover, I think it's 30 to 20. I think you see, which is another topic, the kind of red zone efficiency, third down efficiency still, still plague us. Um, I think we're going to move the ball on them. I know we can. And I think that they might just trade a few touchdowns for field goals and 30 to 20. And then I, I think it'll be close. Honestly, I think we're going to fight. Um, I just don't know if we're going to have enough juice to keep it rolling. And, you know, I could see just like a Raiders keeping it close, kick a field goal, 23, 20 chiefs go down, nail in the coffin car probably fumbles or gets picked, you know, like one of those things where you say, Oh, you know? Um, so yep. Chiefs 30 to 20. Sorry for my rant earlier. I'm just upset. Don't apologize at all. It's we love it. I will speak for the fans. We love it. I think I've realized that like I have all this stuff just stored up and I and then this is where it gets out, you know? So but yeah, I think Chiefs win 30 to 20. And I'm kind of like uh Vince Vaughn in Dodgeball, um, where he's just like, I just keep my expectations very low, so I'm never disappointed. I think that's what I'm going to do in Vegas. I'm like, I can't let this ruin my vibe. You know, I don't want to get talked up to thinking the Raiders are going to win because it's like we're staying until Monday, so we leave Monday. So it's like I still got the back end of Sunday that I could really jeopardize if my expectations are not in line. Um, so I needed to say that now, um, and I need you to hold me accountable for it. So what I'm going to ask of you is that Sunday morning, could you just text me and say, just remember you – didn't expect us to win. Have fun, you know, something like that. Absolutely, yeah. I'll I'll text you and just be like, "Hey, no matter what happens, what the score is, as long as everybody has fun, that's all that matters." And you're gonna be like, "Shut up." I probably will say that if there's one if there's one place for you to be where you are either going to drown your sorrows in a loss <laughs> or celebrate for a win, not a bad spot to be. So, yeah. The other part of that is is that I have. You know, people, there's another couple that's going with us. And so I can't ruin it for them. You know, I can't ruin it for my wife. You know, it's like, so anyways, I'll be all right. I know everyone is just like, man, poor Andy. Right. But <sighs> Raiders, I love you. I will never quit on you, but we might have to do some kind of like arranged divorce where I just like stay in the other room. And we just know that for the kids, we're going to keep it together, but we ain't doing this. I don't know if that's going to be, but this might be the year. So, okay, that's it. That's all I got. Go Raiders. Let's do this. You know, it's hard not to just keep on this negative lull. And that's why we are not going to. We are going to give you guys a special power rankings. Um, it is not Mount Rushmore season anymore. It's power ranking season, as everyone knows. So, tis the season, Micah. Um, we're going to power rank Christmas movies. Now, what I was going to, I had a thought is when you said wonky, um, and you're like, that's one of my words. I think we should power rank just our isms, you know, like just the words that we go to because we certainly have our own in there and they're great. So we're going to power rank Christmas movies. And I was thinking about this when we were talking um, 
about the idea. And I was like, you know what? I'm finally comfortable to say I really like Christmas movies. You know, it's kind of soft a little bit, you know, but I'm just like, no, I like Christmas movies. Even the Netflix ones. It's like, I don't know what this is about. Like, oh, she, she the she's a princess and she wants a normal life. So she switches with like a normal person and that person's a princess. Heck yeah, let's do it. You know, it's like, I'm in. I'm in for those things. It's the holiday spirit. I'm not going to watch them in April. Okay. Are you talking yourself into them now? Because when your daughter is a little bit older, you're going to be forced to watch them anyways. Is this correct? Yeah, absolutely. Is this you know running this play so you can set up three plays from now? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like if you don't have the dudes, right? If you don't have like, I generally just don't go to those feel good, heartfelt movies. So um, I got to be you know strategic, like you're mentioning. So I'm setting it up a little bit, and yeah, I've had a lot of four yard rushes, but going to be good i'm be like listen avery this movie is the thing right so with all that power rankings christmas movies it is snake draft so could go one two two hits it again kick it back to one do you want to do odd or even or ooh, how about this in honor okay sorry i'm really i really apologize about where my brain's going i would be hard pressed not to mention that we want to shout out a recurring guest, Brett Bauer. You know him as B Bauer. He was the Raider Take Podcast listener of the year. And he just had a second child. Okay. Marley Jade. Congrats, Brett. Congratulations. Pop it up for Brett. Pop it up for Brett. So just had his child. And in honor of that family and Brett, the way we will decide this order is I'm going to say, tell me which player I'm thinking of. And I'm going to give you the number. The number of the player? The number of the player. Any sport, any player. Brett loves this game. And in honor of Brett, I'm doing this game. And I'm going to go to his go-to. 47. Um, Ryan Vogelson. No, I don't think he was 47. He's an, he's an A's fan. <laughs> That's true. I'll give, you, I'll give you three guesses. Raleigh Fingers. I, I, don't, know any, I don't know any number 47s. Uh, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> he was 24. Close. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is going to hurt. But we actually called you live one time. Because yeah. it's usually live when you call someone. Um, and we played this game with you specifically. What player am I thinking of? Number 47. Uh, Dallas Braden. Any sport. And I'm just going to give you the hint that it's not baseball. Because oh. <laughs> you keep going baseball. <laughs> well, you said he's an A's fan. So I kept thinking I, I just said he's of A's A's That's why he didn't go Ryan Vogelsong. That's my bad. Any sport, any player. I'm going to give up because I, I just. Tyrone Wheatley. Ah, damn it. It's one of his favorites. So, yeah. congrats, Bauer family. Congrats, Brett. Congrats, Bryn. Yeah. His new sister. Her name is Marley Jade Bauer. MJ. Congratulations to the crew, the to whole the Bauer squad. crew. Okay, because you didn't get that, you start, or you can pick whether you want to start. Pick that you go first. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm going to take my number one, and I, I, you know, I probably could get this later on in the draft there's a chance i might have been able to get it at number four because i doubt you even like this new movie but it is you know what i'm i'm not going to do that uh my number one i'm going elf okay i'm going Great. number That's one good pick yeah. i have my thoughts on elf it's a good movie yeah well i mean i think you gave me the one one that's christmas vacation <laughs> i mean griswolds yeah you got uncle eddie santa's been spotted flying over new york city slow turn you serious, Clark? That's what I looked at. I looked at you and said, are you seriously going to give me Christmas Vacation? At So Christmas Vacation, number two, or my number one, number two slot. Now I have my second pick. I got to take Home Alone. Yeah. It's it. 
Was yeah, that the, it? Did you no, think no, okay. it wasn't. The problem is, is there is there's like there's a there's a few universal number ones that mm-hmm. you could you know what I mean? It's like you go with any of these, and it's it's like justified. Yeah, obviously that one, one of them for sure. But yeah, Buzz's girlfriend, woof. Um, back to you. Yeah, back to me. Okay, um, so my number two, I'm going with It's a Wonderful Life. Um, that's my favorite Christmas movie. Wow, black and white. Yeah, it's uh. And to be honest with you, I'm not positive why, but me either. You know, I, he's just <laughs> like, you want the moon? I'll give you the moon. I'll throw a lasso around it, and pull it down for you. Yeah, I'll give you the moon. <laughs> and it's just like old timey, like I said, black and white. I don't know, just a really good movie. I think I just started out as liking it, um, ironically, and then just like, this <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's actually pretty good. So, uh, going with "It's a Wonderful Life" is my number two. My number three, this is hard. This is a hard one. I think I'm going to go with Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. wow. As my number three. You're going to you're gonna slaughter this list, just so you what? know. Okay, I, I, I need you to explain Jingle All the Way. Like, you can't just work off of it and be like, that's it. Like, There's no rhyme or reason. I think it's because Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it and him and Sinbad battle at one point. Okay. And yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think I think it's I think it's underrated as well. I think it gets slept on. So really, no I rhyme think or reason. It's right where it needs so. to be. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, oh. probably. You know, I mean, I I stand behind my list. Hey, and there's no so. there's no power ranking chain that's allowed. So I apologize. Um, I just needed to know for yeah. me. And also, you know what I picked? I picked a lot of ones that I could get at number four, no matter what. <laughs> Okay. So far, I've, I've, it was I've just probably... me against you. Um, <laughs> you didn't know all of these movies. I probably could have got at number four. Yeah, I think so. Regardless of the size of the panel selecting, is it bad that uh, the first thing I thought of when you said "jingle all the way" was "put the cookie down"? <laughs> but that's like kindergarten cop or something like that. That is kindergarten cop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, man, it's your list. Do it right. Down. Yeah. Put the sure. cookie down. Um, okay. Oh, this is tough. I think I am going to go Christmas Story, dude. Yeah, I, I know. I have to. I know. It it runs 24 hours, okay, from Christmas Eve to the end of Christmas Day. Somehow, I always turn it on at the same part that I had turned it on last. You know, it's like I catch, he's just, uh, what's his, oh man, I almost messed with his name. What's his name? Ralphie. Ralphie, yeah. Ralph, where she's beating up the bully. I'm like, heck yeah. And then I like move off. So, because I'm usually betting the unders on NBA basketball. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like the little brother. I can relate. He got a lot of coats put on and he, he I can't get up. I like that part. So that's my number three. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I, I thought of a Christmas story when you were doing yours earlier. And then I got to my number three and I was like, shit, what was the movie I was just thinking of? Fuck it. Jingle all the way. <laughs> Oh yeah. So, that's, as uh, soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, Christmas story. Fuck, that was the name of it. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Well, hmm. I know that there's definitely some that I am not even thinking of right now. Do you have are you just sitting on those? I can get these at four. I'm sitting on a pretty ridiculous one that is like I just decided to put full controversy in my list. Oh, I know. Yeah, I got you. Okay, well, I'm going to go. 
I'll go off the cuff. I'll go bad Santa. Interesting. Yeah, it's just because it, it, it's very ironic because it's just a lot of uh, nonsense and not a very feel-good Christmas movie. So I'm going bad Santa. Yeah, that's my list. Nice. I can't believe you let me get Die Hard. Can't believe you yeah, let me, I, let me so, get Die Hard at number four. There you go. Finally, <laughs> worth it. Your strategy was worth it. I, I was actually, you know, thinking of this when we talked about this power rankings list, and I don't know how I feel about the whole debate. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I watched Die Hard. I think it's just, I think I just enjoy more so the debate on whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Kind of like your college football stance, just chaos, just pure chaos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, me and me and Bonnie were ironically talking about it recently, and I was like, I literally think it's just because of the fact that the movie is based around wintertime and Christmas within the movie mm-hmm. that people consider it a Christmas, but it's not a based around Christmas. You know, it's not a yeah. it's not a movie based around Christmas. Christmas is just the time of year in the movie. <laughs> there was another movie we were just talking about, and that w- that falls within that realm too. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but Home Alone two. We could have gone. Let's do honorable mentions. Home Alone two. Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Holy shit! Where I that that should have been my my number yeah. four, and it's it's it everything is final when you submit it. So, but I that's certainly. A top one for me. Bad Santa is fine. That's frustrating. We were watching something um, a while ago, and the kid that plays Barnabas in Santa Claus, he was in something as an adult, and I was like, <laughs> I think that's Barnabas from Santa Claus. <laughs> I think his name was Barnabas. Is Barnabas like the, the head, head, the elf. head elf? Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's stressed. There's a yeah, lot of all the time. <laughs> This bad has another life encompassed being an How adult. How did you recognize that? I mean, he's he's a very distinct looking individual, but you know what it was? It was one of those one of those things where you're you know when you're watching something, you're like, I think I recognize that person. So you just hop on IMDb real quick, mm. or you go just oh, yeah, find, find something to you know like was this guy in that show or something like that. We've been uh, side note, me and Bonnie have been uh, head over heels with Dexter as of lately almost done with it eight seasons we're on season seven but every single season uh i'm looking at him like i recognize that dude yeah and i look it up and it's you know someone from a, a different movie or something that we recognize actually side note we just side side note we just the the season we're watching right now a few episodes we're watching right now the chick from chuck the blonde from oh, chuck okay popped up as a love interest so wow yeah like that anyways no it's uh i i do the same thing obviously I would. I walked into our room and um, Ali was watching a Christmas movie, and I was like, "I think that's uh, Sean from Boy Meets World." Um, Corey Matthews's brother, or not brother, his friend, his best friend, you know, Sean. Yeah. On you said on a Christmas story. No, she was watching a Christmas movie, and it was oh. Sean from gotcha. Boy Meets World who was gotcha. Corey Matthews's. Best yes. Friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So there's Anyways. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, there's our power rankings. There's our power rankings. I did want to note, as it is, um, she is a, a recurring guest of our podcast, but um, Paige, she noted, I think it was yesterday on Instagram, the, what the hell is even the movie? The Family Stone. That's a movie. It's a Christmas movie. And she said it was the goat of Christmas movies. And I said, I've never heard of this. If you're wrong, that's on you. And so I tried it out and I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> But I consider that today's my the second half. Um, I'm going to watch the second half of it, and then I'll have my full report um, on that. At, at first, get I, I well, 
we were um, talking back and forth and I'm like, that's Owen Wilson. I'm like, how, why, how did Owen Wilson just show up? And she didn't say anything. I was like, Nope, that's Luke Wilson. And she's like, yeah, I was kind of waiting for you to get to that point. So um, there's some <laughs> random people in there, dude. So I'll let you know, I'll let you know how it is. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's the episode for you guys. Hopefully you stuck along through this. Yeah. If you're you still on, listening, congrats because yeah, Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But yes, Raiders chiefs guys uh, do your best. Go out there and just have fun. Micah, please text me so I don't lose my mind and ruin the trip. But I think my expectations are pretty in line that I don't know if I'll waver that hard. But uh, appreciate all as always. Raider Nation, stand up. We love you guys. Let's go beat those Chiefs. And if, if we do, it's going to be pretty optimistic. We're going to be back. We're going to be back next week being like, I think we got a shot here. You know, So good luck to us then if that happens. Or good luck to us if that doesn't happen. Because regardless, it's going to be interesting. That's all I got. Peace out. Love you guys. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go download DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, download DraftKings in general. Uh, if you haven't played, if you haven't gone on there yet ever, and you, you've been thinking about it for sure, go do it. Promo code TPPN. Get some free prizes. Get some some uh, good deals that they're giving away. Give you a chance to win some some money without really risking a whole lot. So. Go support us by supporting DraftKings. Um, Andy, I will text you in the morning on Sunday. I ask for one favor, and that's uh, that you tweet out a picture of where you guys are at watching the game because I heard there, there might be a, a sweet little setup involved, potentially. Potentially. I, w- I want to do that for you. I will do my best. I'm not a very good tweeter. Even if it's that. in your hotel room. Tweet me from your hotel room and let us know you're watching the game. I don't think you wouldn't be watching the game. But just let us. Oh know. no, I will. I just don't know where. Um, I believe yeah. the, the plan is to watch it at. Um, it, it's this. It's like a place that has a bunch of pools. Um, and they have this big screen of football on during the day. I forgot what it's called. Stadium swim or something like that. I think I made that up. But yeah, something that Allie Allie got. As soon as I said something, I was like, "Fuck!" I don't know if I was supposed to say something. So I'm glad. Oh no, I knew. Yeah, I knew about <laughs> that. You didn't ruin cool. my birthday surprise a month after my birthday. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I will let you know. Sounds good. It'll be fine. Cool. Well, we will see y'all next week.